Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Brand Builder Podcast. Joining me today is Aaron Eisman, and we're going to talk about how to increase your social media engagement on every post. And Aaron has promised me he's going to teach you how to do that. So I'm very interested in that. I mean, he's got a sports background. He's worked with Turner Sports, Bleacher Report, and the NFL. So there's a lot of engagement there. And I want to see how we apply that to our own businesses. So Aaron, welcome to the show. And and can you give us in a hundred words or less uh, a bio about yourself? Thanks very much for having me on, Mark. Um, A little bit about myself is I've spent the last six plus years doing sports social media specifically um, for big companies like you mentioned. And um, yeah, I'm just going to continue to use my own business, the social media consulting business that I built up over the last year. Um, So that's kind of the short bio on me. Okay. And and what did you do exactly? Did you help people in sports? Did you help businesses? Tell us what you did to get this experience. Yeah, right out of college, a year after graduating in 2013, 2014, I got a position with the with Turner Sports in Atlanta. I'm originally from Los Angeles and went to college in the Midwest and then moved to Atlanta for my first uh, position. Um, and it was a social media editor role for Turner Sports to run NBA on TNT and NBA TV social media, along with about eight other colleagues of mine. And we're all very young, recent college graduates as well. And that really kicked things off for me. Um, And from then on, I've ran, whether it's NBA TV, NBA on TNT, March Madness, PGA Social, as well as Bleach Report and NFL Network social media. So it's been um, at least five big channels over a million followers each uh, that I've run uh, over these last six years. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that are skeptical about all of this, given you know more and more of social has gone to paid because you know they're either limiting uh, the reach of these posts or there's other things going on with the with the algorithms. So, w- tell us what you do, you know, and maybe lay it out. Tell us what you do to maximize organic social media engagement. Yeah, uh, first off, um, it's understanding brand analysis, who you are, who is the account, what are you trying to post, things of that nature. Like auditing your past social media posts, seeing kind of what's done well for you and your account, what needs to be improved. Uh, those types of things. Then one of the, the three pillars that I think um, I, I think it's important on social media is content, strategy, and analytics. Content is king to me. Um, and it, it, Bill Gates wrote about this about 20 plus years ago, how content is king. And it's, uh, all, it's worth a read for anybody. But at the end of the day, what you're posting is important and who you're posting it for uh, are those questions that you need to be worrying about. So um, I've learned over a period of time that it matters um, what types of these content buckets I learned at Bleacher Report uh, are you hitting? Are you hitting the, the, uh, the trending to- topics? Are you hitting the personal topics? Are you hitting the 
you know, the uh, puppy topics or whatever it may be, or the cooking or the personal stuff that, that people like to engage with, or you hitting the business topics are important about what your business is all about, how you want to be perceived on social media, and do, what do you want to drive? Do you want to drive sales, website traffic? Um, but yeah, organically, you really want to worry about content, what you're posting, those types of things. Strategy is why am I posting? Where is it being posted to? What platforms? And those questions that are very important to how you um, best strategize for the account and be very intentional with the strategy to make sure that it's um, you're effective with what you're posting and why you're posting it and where you're posting it. And even when you're posting um, are very important questions. And then finally, analytics. If content is king, to me, analytics are queen. Uh, it's, it's important to understand the numbers of your account, what's doing well, what's not doing well, uh, what needs to be improved upon. Uh, and overall, um, what can you do on your account that makes sense uh, to really uh, have success over a period of time. So if you're not understanding your numbers, then you're not understanding how to rebuild that strategy that can grow your account. So organically, those are kind of the three big things that I uh, always stress to my clients. Okay, and, and when you're looking at, let's say, Twitter uh, or LinkedIn or Facebook, and the algorithms are constantly changing, how, I, I know you look at all the data, I know you do all that, but how are you ensuring that each of these posts get additional engagement above and beyond what the average person gets. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's, it's, you know, you've got to always play and maximize around the algorithm, knowing uh, what updates and changes are happening on the algorithm to really uh, best succeed on social media, like you talked about. So a lot of it is going to be um, having a strategy based upon which platforms you're posting to. Um, for example, Insta uh, Facebook is a lot better at the other platforms with posting links and driving traffic to websites, uh, to uh, whatever you know you really want to drive traffic to, a YouTube page, whatever it may be. But it's good about uh, pushing your content outwards towards other uh, platforms um, in terms of website traffic and engagement in that manner. But you know, Instagram is very visual focused, and it's going to be all about uh, the is it a photo? Is it a video? Is it a GIF? Is it a um, is it a, a podcast? Uh, you know, graphic, whatever it may be. Um, you know, you've got to be conscious of uh, the visual aspects of Instagram, and it's very important upon that. And then I think LinkedIn is a very good way to connect the professional environment. So if you have a professional message that is important, where it's a newsworthy element where it's something about your career that's being changed or adapt, something that you've learned, something about your company that you're working currently working for. Um, people want to keep it very professional, very buttoned up, I would say, on, on LinkedIn uh, compared to the other platforms. So, um, you know, your content on there is going to be drastically different than what you do on Instagram, for example. So being part of that algorithm and changing with it, it's all going to be about the content at the end of the day and making sure that you know what content goes up where and how a post differs on Instagram versus a LinkedIn or a Facebook, for example. So it, that's going to be a very important part to telling uh, how you can have success individually on different platforms to overall help your, your strategy that you're working on. Is, are there any hacks like if I post something on LinkedIn to get more engagement, uh, for example, controversial questions or specific types of images or memes or do you have any advice like for that? Yeah, you know, to me, it's always um, 
positivity and authenticity always kills on social media. People want to see, um, you know, not the failures of others, not, you know, on LinkedIn, this company just laid off 20% of its staff. I mean, that's newsworthy, obviously. That's a little bit buzzworthy. But they want to see this company um, promoted, you know, promoted somebody, you know, whether it's yourself or someone that you're close to, to a higher level. And it's being shown on news and, and news elements. So um, a lot of it is going to be um, when you show the positivity, it's important, showing that promotions are happening, showing that positivity with an organization is happening, um, showing whatever it may be uh, that's positive and authentic. People will send to, tend to uh, agree with that and, and um, engage with that. And then finally, what you were talking about I think is important. When you ask a question on social media, especially LinkedIn, to talk about how does your professional environment differ from this or um, whatever it may be, you know, questions will always lead to comments in, in social media environments. So if you ask the right question at the end of the day, that will increase engagement and that will show your audience that you actually are a deep thinker and you're involved in it, your industry very well so that you stay on top of things that um, are over, overall important to the ecosystem of your, your, uh, your, your, your professional environment. So overall, just um, being on point with, with uh, these types of things in terms of the news elements that are positive and authentic, but also asking questions are very important. So kind of hacking that algorithm in a way by showing the best sides of, of yourself and what you think about is very important on LinkedIn. Okay. And what about, I mean, what, what, what do you see is the, the best platform for businesses to be on now that still has a high amount of orga organic engagement? I hear a lot about TikTok, but you know, not yeah. all <laughs> businesses can translate into TikTok easily. Uh, but what, what, do you, what are the trends you're seeing? Yeah, for me, um, it's constantly, I think Instagram has still have a, a, a threshold on the, on the environment for businesses. It kind of is a way, whether, whether you're posting a graphic, a photo, um, something, a link in bio to get some more traffic. I think Instagram is a great way to understand that um, you're the visual face of your company through Instagram. Obviously, LinkedIn is a good way to sell what's professionally happened to your organization. You're getting investments, you're um, hiring more people, whatever it may be. Um, but at the end of the day, if you have a really good Instagram engagement rate, that's going to increase uh, what you want to do on social media for your whole platform. So it's to me, it's vital to have a good Instagram following to maybe hire someone that just runs Instagram and other, some of your other social media platforms. But obviously, like you mentioned, TikTok, it's still businesses are trying to figure out how do we use it because the engagement rates are off the chart with, with TikTok compared to Instagram and other platforms. But you've got to play towards the trends on TikTok or else you kind of fall behind. And I don't know if that's a viable platform for companies to be on necessarily, depending on what your company is all about. So um, at the end of the day, um, it's good to try things out on Instagram and really see what plays well for your engagement. And overall, uh, visually, make sure your company is sound on that department. And that could obviously help your company's overall perception on social media is when you do have a good Instagram account. Yeah, I think the best I've seen is YouTube. I mean, I still have videos from YouTube that are six years old that are still paying dividends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because mainly because of the SEO value of it, but also exactly. I've put out 300. Uh, for a time, it was quite consistent. Lately, it hasn't been. 
And it's just generated a ton of traffic for me and elevated the the, the brand of the of the uh, the company to a higher level. But you know, good quality videos are hard to produce. It's not like you just post something on Twitter. I mean, it requires a lot of thought. It's got to be somewhat professional on YouTube. It doesn't have to be completely professional. You could sit in front of a webcam and do it. I've got a course coming up that shows you how to do that and translate it into leads or dollars. So what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, like uh, YouTube? Yeah, I think YouTube is, I think it's, the, it's always going to be the really high-end quality product of video um, for any of the platforms. So if you can really have a good five to 10 minute video that engages with the audience, but also keeps them watching. Um, and like you talked about, SEO is very um, helpful because obviously Google owns YouTube. And so if you have a good uh, headline, SEO primed headline, that's very important for uh, Google. So someone can Google like, you know, top 10 reasons to use Photoshop, top 10, you know, whatever it may be. And the videos could pop up from five years earlier because someone's literally title is five top, five or 10 top reasons to use, how can you use uh, Photoshop? So things pop up nicely um, that could, you know, generate traffic and, and for you. And um, I think it's just, like you said, it could be a webcam that you use, but if you can invest into a high-end DSLR, you know, they're, I think they range from three hundred to a thousand dollars, I guess. But at the end of the day, it really can produce high quality video for yourself, and then, in the long run, that can lead to more information to if you want to drive traffic to a website as well to learn more about. Hey, this is a snack of of what our company's teaching. But if you want to learn more, go to this website to really get uh, a full engagement in terms of. Um, what you can do. I see a lot of people even do like, for example, an Amazon FBA course. They'll do um, uh, a lot of here are my top 10 reasons you need to take my course. And then they send people over to really gain traffic and gain uh, more users. So a lot of it is the ability to have high quality content on YouTube, videos that really engage the audience. And People notice, you know, the difference between a phone on YouTube versus a really high-quality camera. It's not a bad idea to invest in one, and then overall, uh, really have good content that resonates with the audience, and just keep trying things out on on YouTube and see what plays with the audience because you never know what's going to hit now or it's going to hit in five, four, five or six years um, because YouTube has that that shelf life can be really long on YouTube, which is nice about it. Yeah, that's what I love about it, uh, and if you stay away from controversial subjects and, and who knows what's going to happen with YouTube. Uh, I know a lot of people are not happy with their selective censoring. Um, but I think that'll backfire. I think YouTube will come back around because if you start censoring and then, you know, somebody's going to find a reason to censor anything. And then you've got people yep. on, uh, you know, some of your competitors or other people that don't like your organization, they're pointing out really dumb reasons to censor your content. And this has got to backfire because if it continues, we're not going to be able to put anything out. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, I mean, that's going to be the important part is this kind of, uh, you know, how does it affect my first amendment? Am I allowed to, what types of content am I allowed to post about? Um, it's going to be very uh, controversial in ways to, to how to moderate, moderate it. And they need to be careful with what videos they can, people can put up, but also what videos can be taken down because that could obviously lead to legal issues at the end of the day. Yep. So what is, um, if somebody comes to you, they want you to work with, with them, 
What do you tell them to do in terms of engagement? Are you saying focus specifically on organic or do you say, hey, there's got to be a, a paid approach to this as well? Yeah, it's a mixture of uh, balance. I think it's almost like, to me, I've had like an 80-20 aspect, 80% organic um, content that you're really being thoughtful over, you're producing yourself, uh, you have people on staff that can help you produce uh, high-quality videos, high-quality graphic design, photos, whatever it may be. Um, so. I think that's first off what's important is uh, understanding the content that you have and what pushed out. And then when you start to see something trending, you know, a, a video is doing well, a, a photo, whatever it may be, a piece of content that you see is starting to gain some tra tra traction, then that's where you can put paid behind it and really get that get that. Uh, that post to take off and then that could also lead to more followers so if you put a little bit of paid money behind it um, I recently did with one of my clients where we were you know 10 times the engagement of a normal post and then on top of that I, we put like $50 behind the post to go over a 10 day period and that ends up you know we end up adding like another 50 followers we end up uh, getting another triple triple of the engagement we already got because of paid uh, included that uh, so Overall, I, I think you got to be uh, weary about where you spend your money and why you spend your money and when you're spending your money. But you take advantage of the highlights and the points that are, are uh, you know, relevant to your account. And so be, be cautious at times, but be advantageous when you do see something going well for your account. Figure out when to strike and when to put money behind it so, so that you can, it can increase engagement, increase growth following, and overall hopefully increase your loyal followers that really want to see more and more content out of you because they already like one piece of content. And that's where the algorithm comes into play is if they like one thing and they start to like a second or a third and then it boosts up your, the algorithm with that, that, uh, that viewer, that follower. And so overall it has an impact with your audience. So I would say it's kind of like an 80-20 split, but for the most part, uh, organically figure out what you're doing, have a strategy behind it. Okay, and do you see any trends that are coming up the pipe that people should be worried about or concerned about or excited about in terms of social media engagement? Is it going to go all paid, for example, and there'll be no organic? What, what, I know I'm exaggerating there, but what do you see as the, the future? Yeah, I mean, I think paid will, it's cautious to me as a person who is a journalist at heart. Um, I always want to see content do well and be important part of uh, an account. But I think paid will become more and more involved. Facebook and Instagram, people will put a lot, a lot of money towards um, to really help uh, boost their posts and stuff. And so it'll affect the algorithm a little bit. Um, what I'm already starting to see is the data that Facebook, Instagram has on people is pretty, um, you know, it's relevant and it's apparent uh, to a certain extent. For example, in my, in my newsfeed on Instagram, I'm constantly seeing uh, buy, buy this mask, buy that mask, buy this. They're always, you know, once you click on one thing, one mask, then 10 masks will pop up throughout your newsfeed. So is that necessarily a good thing? It's, you know, it's a data. Obviously, it's, it's scary that they have all this data on you and they know how to advertise towards you. Um, and that is good for the advertiser side, but it's good for the user side. And that can become scary in, in a way where it's like, when I search Adidas for shoes, three Adidas ads are popping up on my Facebook feed. So does that necessarily help uh, the audience? It's going to move towards it. Um, and then I think, 
I think people are going to, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to try to use TikTok, but they're going to use TikTok very poorly because they're not going to be trending, trendworthy, and they're just not going to be an account that needs to be on TikTok in the first place. So um, those types of things are what worries me. Um, the ad dollars are going to keep going up and increasing on Facebook and Instagram, and maybe uh, Twitter one day would be really high up there as well. But for the most part, um, yeah, the ad dollars are going to go up. Will, will the, the sense of being on an account, uh, will the sense of being on one platform versus another change? Uh, because the younger audience hates to see this, the sales and the, the, the business posts. They want to see authentic, the autist, authenticity, the positivity. Um, so that will definitely change things when there's more and more salesy-like posts on your feed, I would say. All right. Well, uh, very interesting discussion. Uh, and I want to end with uh, two final questions. I ask everybody these questions because I really want to know what's really resonating with people right now. And the first question is, what is the hottest digital marketing technology that you recommend? Yeah, I mean, right now, um, the, not, not a social media platform, right? Like a technology that we should be... Yeah, with. any marketing technology. Like I, I know, I think uh, we talked about Spreadfast was... Yeah, pro. yeah. So um, I think social media management tools are going to become very important in the future. Um, the one that I look out for is called Agora Pulse as one of them. They do a good job of ma matching up your social media management, mixturing, mixed with a good analytics platform. And, and it also has discovery platform abilities where it helps show you what is trending right now, what accounts are trending, what keywords are trending. So these social media management platforms, what's good about them is they will give you an overall view about how to run your social media, not having to go individually like on you know, Facebook natively, then Instagram, then, then Twitter. You could plan out your whole week uh, just using one of these platforms and it's all on one page and it shows you via a, a big broad calendar. So having a tool like Agora Pulse or Hootsuite or Buffer um, are important social media management tools for organizations to have in these in this day and age. So if you have that, then it makes it easier for your social media manager or whoever's running social to really organize social media uh, very well and have things planned out for this week, next week, or the whole month. Um, just because it's uh, it really shows you the whole calendar view um, around uh, what you're going to be doing. So I I love social media management tools. Agora Pulse is my recommended one right now that I love. Okay. And our next question is, who do you consider the most influential person or group or company in, in marketing today? Yeah, I, I think a person, um, I think LeBron James to me is like uh, captivating in a way. You know, he has the, obviously the basketball resume, um, you know, phenomenally, uh, you know, in terms of he'll be one of the top five players probably of all time. But off the court, he is probably one of the top five, top 10 social media users. Um, he has uh, over 60 million followers on Instagram. He does uh, some amazing content with the off the court stuff with his family. He shows his family a lot. He shows Taco Tuesday a lot. He shows, um, you know, his friends and other people that, that are in his inner circle a lot. And so it gives you an inside perspective of his life and what's going on. And users can, um, you know, they, they, they enjoy that part. He could be doing these big ads that are paying him, you know, millions of dollars and post that on social media and just be making lots of revenue off of that. But for the most part, what you're seeing is not those types of posts. You're seeing 
the authentic, uh, relevant posts that really um, are, you know, trending and important and that, you know, he speaks his voice, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's whatever's going on uh, in his life, he speaks it and he talks about it. He's not afraid to, to say his opinion. And he also posts the right types of content when it, when it matters to him. So he's very thoughtful behind it. So he's one of them. And then as a brand, um, you know, someone that he's sponsored by, I think Nike does a great job. I know they pay a big marketing firm to think about some of these big ideas, but what they do a good job of is when there is a moment in time that they need to attack, um, you know, women in sports, uh, Black Lives Matter, Colin Kaepernick, um, whatever it may be, they do a good job of attacking how to best send the right messaging behind our post, how to be influential. And what you saw after what they did with the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, what post they made, every other star, every other big shoe company started to come up with something themselves to show that they're that they're um, that they're in, you know in in, uh, in correlation to what they have to. So Adidas started coming out with stuff. Uh, Reebok, I saw, did some things. Um, Converse as well. So other brands had to contribute because Nike kind of led the way in that. And I think Nike consistently marketing wise leads the way in the way they their very thought, the thought process about social media and they're effective. They might not post five to 10 times a day, but when they do post, it resonates with people and it matters. And it's very important topics that they uh, contribute in this world. So uh, Nike and LeBron James obviously are, are two easy picks for me. Okay. Excellent. All right, good. And, you know, we're going to wrap things up, Aaron, but I wanted to uh, give you a chance to tell people where they, you could be found. One is your social media consulting firm, and you are also writing a book about sports uh, social media. So where can they find you, and uh, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, so um, you can find me uh, anywhere. Go to my company. I want to get more engaged on my company right now. So at Eisman, E-I-S-M-A-N, Digital. So I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can find me there. Maybe one day I'll, I'll do YouTube and a Twitter TikTok channel. But uh, for now, those are those are my platforms um, and where you can find me. And you can find me at www.eismandigital.com. And then finally, I am writing a sports social media book. Um, I've been talking to some of the top people that I've worked with over the last six years. Um, you know, some big name people. I, I don't want to give away too much, but people that have been really effective in sports social media that are um, going to be game changers and that have been game changers in this industry. I'm talking to them about how they were doing that, uh, what, what they see the future of social media being. And so that's in the works and hopefully we'll get published uh, maybe, maybe by next year. I'm still working on a lot of the interview process. It takes time, but uh, it's been a good journey so far. I've had uh, three, four chapters written. Well, excellent. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm working on another book as well. So it'd be, uh, I know how difficult it is and, and how much time it takes. So good luck with that. Thank you very much. Aaron, pleasure to have you and uh, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Same to you, Mark. <laughs>